You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, everyone. It's Amiria Yoss. Welcome back to The Take On. If you follow me on Instagram, you know Bravo TV is my love language. And another person who has that very much in common is Sasha Morfow from the Bravo Breakdown. I'm sure you're already following her. Um, She's amazing. She's been on Watch What Happens Live. She's been on Bravo Chatroom. She just covers it all. And she's an actress as well. I was snooping a little bit on her Instagram. I was very impressed um, with just the range, honey. Not only does she have the fits on point, she's got the acting range as well. I'm so impressed. She also does Patreon. I don't know when this girl sleeps. Um, But Sasha, welcome to The Take On. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad we finally got to connect. Yes, me too. I I went to follow you and then I saw that you were already following me. I was like, oh, I've been graced with her presence. So I followed back. <laughs> it was awesome. I love that feeling when you go to follow someone and you're like, oh, okay, we're already friends. I love okay. it even more. I know, right? I was like, I'm in, I was impressed by you and then you're following me. I was like, okay, I'm humbled. This is good. <laughs> we're, we're on the same page. Yes, um, yes. Let's not waste any time and get into all of this Bravo mess. I'm so happy to finally have someone who's just as much a Bravo-holic as I am. Um, let's stop. Like, let's just start right at the top. So I, I want to get into the Erica thing. Um, if y'all follow me on TikTok, you know that I, you know, had the day from hell working for Erica. Um, again, I predicted that she's a mess and I was correct. So I, I would love to hear your opinion, Sasha. Did she know is she covering for, you know, this crazy Tom man? So hit me with your, um, you know, your takes. So I don't necessarily think that she knew the ins and outs of everything that was going on while it was going on. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that at this point, there is some covering that's going on and some sort of coaching because, you know, the way she sort of lays the stories out on the show, it sounds like I have sat down with this attorney and this is a story that we have decided that we are going to tell. This is the narrative that we're going to tell. And this is what we've created as Tom's defense. And I feel like there's definitely a lot of lying going on. And then I know everyone's like, oh, she knew about the victims. Like, you know, like Erica was just spending that man's money. That's the way I see it. Like, even if she maybe had an inclination that something shady was going on, mm-hmm. she had no interest in knowing the details of it, which to me is just as bad as, you know, knowing all the details, knowing that something possibly could have been going on. So that's kind of where I, I, that's kind of my view on as much as her involvement throughout the entire situation. 
I love that. I mean, I, you got to give people grace. I mean, I grew up in California and there's a lot of people that I know personally that are married to people with a lot of money and they sign the checks. They, you know, they, it, they kind of trust their partner to not lead them astray. And like that happened with obviously with Teresa as well. Like there is a level of like, we got to give a little grace, but I think what's really messing her up. And I was talking to Buffy from a married to medicine about this. We were like, she needs to just not do the show because I think the show mm-hmm. just makes you look bad. It's just yes. making her look bad. She needs to just walk away from it. Totally. And then the social media of it all, you know, that's really making her not look good. And it's just like, for me, it's like, even if she weren't on trial, her social media is still like troll. Like she still acts like a troll regardless. Like I wouldn't even, she needs a new social media manager, like regardless. You know what I mean? Mm, I mean, can she afford to pay for one? <laughs> well, then there's that. Then there's that. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't, as a, as a former publicist, um, if any of my clients were in hot water, the first thing we did was uh, deactivate their Instagram and Facebook and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we got them off social media because unfortunately nowadays people that get quote unquote canceled think they can kind of address their fans on Instagram. But like, right. it always ends up falling flat. Like when she was, you know, the Game of Thrones, I was like, oh no, oh no. What are you doing? Yeah. not great yeah right exactly exactly and then if she kind of got off the show too like you said like Mm -hmm. it would seem like she took it more seriously exactly she's kind of embarrassed a little like you know the tail between your legs like kind of walk away from it like even though obviously Teresa didn't know what was happening she was kind of mortified I guess I've been waiting for her for Erica to be mortified and I don't think she's mortified yet Absolutely. That's a part. And it's like, and it's like, is she's a great actress, even if you aren't mortified and you don't care, girl, you better act up a storm. You better get those acting chops up. And That's let us what think I'm saying. you have some empathy. Drop a tear for us or something. You for listen, somebody you, else. Say it for the cheap seats, Sasha. I've been I told clients all the time. I was like, I don't care if you really are sorry. Put on a good show and you'll mm-hmm. get your career back. The problem is nowadays people apologize for people getting offended. And I'm like, that's not really an apology. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's just, it's not great. That kind of apology is, is, it always lands kind of on deaf ears. But um, I do want to ask you another element of this. Um, Do you think she has the right to be upset with Kyle and Dorit, the way they were kind of laughing? And then she did the whole, you know, the tweet, like, I'm watching this, you know, sad eyes. Do you think she should be upset with them? Or do you think that they, are they being two-faced? Like, what are your thoughts about them? So my thing is, is if, First of all, Kyle is not her friend. Kyle has been mm-hmm. two-faced this entire season. So that scene is like, shouldn't even upset her. She really should just be right. upset with Kyle for the entire season if she claims Agreed. to be her friend. Mm-hmm. So that would be like my only... So I don't think that Kyle necessarily did anything wrong. Like everything that they were saying is what everyone is thinking. Absolutely. But I would be pissed if that were supposed to be my friend. Like if my friend was laughing at me and making a joke of me and talking about me behind my back and just and just the way that she has been putting Sutton up to question her. Like, I'd be like, look, if you're my right. friend, why are you the one that's saying, yes, Sutton, ask her these questions, ask her these questions, if you're supposed to be my friend. So I definitely think she has a right to be upset with Kyle as her friend. I don't think Kyle did anything mm-hmm. wrong, but as a friend, I'd have been like, why are you instigating? Why are you, like, you and your husband and his friend all making fun of me on TV? Exactly, exactly. And kind of going in on me. And and I, I mean, again, for me, what's the scariest thing about this whole season is that PK is the voice of reason. That worries me. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, and th- th- this is coming from the guy that lost, what did he say, $2 billion? No, I was like, what? I thought it was 500 That's a million lot of money. Euros. Ooh, right? That's like, a lot of money. Oof, honey. And he was so casual about it. I, like, I know. <laughs> and he corrected because they were like, didn't you, you lost a billion dollars? He was like, no, actually, it was $2 billion. Oh my 
God. I just, ooh. <laughs> I love that Harry Hamlin was like, I can't be a part of this. Like, the women are crazy inside. The men are like cheats. I got to get out of here. <laughs> uh-huh. What did he oh. say? He looked over, Harry Hamlin looked over to Erica and he was like, life comes with this visits what he used a big word it was like visitation sat word I, yeah, it was an I was SAT like, word. Ooh. i was like come ooh. through big word yes i don't know she was good at that dinner party she like seemed like she was mellow she invited sutton to the table i was like oh, erica's on some happy pills tonight yeah she was, <laughs> she was, she was oh, doing yeah. good yeah i was oh, surprised yeah. by that um but yeah i mean erica 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 i mean listen again i i've been i said this over and over again if she knew she should rot in hell if she didn't know it's this is a story as old as time. I mean, women have been falling and men have been falling for these. When you date someone rich, sometimes you trust them. And that's why I really believe in having joint accounts and not, you know, allowing people to funnel money. I'm, I had a friend in high school and his dad was going through a lawsuit and we went to like withdraw money and there was $14 million in his account in high school. Oh my gosh. So that's wow. a real thing that people do that. Like to when there's a trial, they like will move money around and put it in their kids' accounts and their wives' accounts. So Again, I don't know if she really knew and if she was being so controlled. So, again, I don't know. We'll see at the reunion when she shows up, you know, dressed like a figure skater. So, we'll see. Right, we'll see. right. It's like when you say, like, see. if she knew, fuck Erica. And if she didn't yes. know, fuck Tom. Ex yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They're, and they're keeping this very close to the vest because I actually, my dad doesn't watch Bravo, but he's a real estate investor. And so, I told him about Erica's house and we were going to go see it, but they wanted, like, they wanted, you know, tax returns for 10 years. Like, they, they don't want any Bravo fans coming into that house and videoing. They knew wow. what I was up to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, they unless, you got, unless you're really trying to play and actually, you know, be interested in the home, get out of here. Yes. Don't even waste our time. That's what happened. And the, and the, and the, my real estate agent was like, let me talk to, uh, you know, the, the owner. And I'm like, Tom? Like, I know who Tom is. Right, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun. That was a fun moment for me. Um, but yeah, let's, He tried uh, it. I tried it. I really did. I listen. I was trying to get y'all that premiere content from within yes. the home, but you know the the real estate gods were not on my side. So I tried. No. I tried. <laughs> yeah, I will get messy. Listen, I you oh, know yes. I gave up my career as a publicist, and I can be messy now. So it's good. Um, it's the best kind of messy, though. Sasha, I want to ask you about, um, you know, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. There's just been a lot of talk, and there was that leaked video. Um, you know, Kathy's obviously there. Um, what are you looking forward to most for the reunion? Aside from obviously Erica being confronted, um, which I don't really think Andy's going to push her too much, but we'll see. But what, what, anything else that you're like super excited about? You know, I would love to see Kyle be held accountable because yes. this is not the first time that Kyle has kind of been the puppet master because people used to always say, oh, LVP is a mass manipulator. She throws the stone and hides her hand. But Kyle has sort of become that in the past couple of seasons. So I'm looking forward to not just Erica calling Kyle out, like all the girls being like, Kyle is the one that was kind of stirring it all up and putting Sutton up to it. So I would love to see, because, you know, Kyle is like the beloved because she's the OG and it kind of seems like she's, you know, the princess of the, of the cast. Like she can kind of get away with whatever. So right. I would love to see her be called out and held accountable. Absolutely. And you know what? It's funny. I love when Kathy called her out for being the one that cooks the salmon. <laughs> that was a right. first, <laughs> that was the most accountability we got with, with Kyle is, is <laughs> Kathy kind of calling her out, which I love. I love to yes. see that. Yes. And then also to Rena, you know, like, oh, what is God, the deal? Yeah. Like, okay, Erica's your friend, quote unquote. What is the just this severe, you know, headstrong loyalty that she has for Erica? Like, what is that? Where's that coming from? Because I don't recall them being the besties, the best of buds no. any other seasons. Like, all of a sudden, no. 
she's your ride or die. I've never seen them have a genuine conversation. Have you? I've never seen them like have a heart to heart or like anything. It's just her being like, your daughters are beautiful. I love Delilah. Like that's the extent of their conversation. So I don't understand. You know what? I feel like it would, the editors could do them a favor and make us believe their friendship by filming some scenes of just the two of them. Like the two, they did that one little scene where they went Christmas shopping, but it was so like surface. Like they should Mm -hmm. have a scene where the two of them really like open up to one another and Erica really confides in Lisa Renna. So I can believe that they are really truly friends. Exactly. Because she never cried on her shoulder. She cried on Kyle's shoulder, which is funny because then she kind of turned on her. But like, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of odd. But yeah, I mean, with all of these dynamics, like with the housewives, like, how do you think those like this all stars is going to work? Because for me, I feel like it's just going to be too much, too many personalities in one room. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to love it. I mean, I'm going to watch it. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's my thing. Like, because every housewife for me, every franchise, they kind of argue differently. Like their fights play out differently. Like you're not going to have a fight on Atlanta the way the same. You could have the exact same argument on Atlanta and then it'll be completely different in Beverly Hills or vice versa for Orange County. So I'm really wondering, like, like, for instance, the the one with Vicky, there's Vicky, Tamara, Brandy and Phaedra. Like, how does that how does that work? Like, how do you spar? Like, you know, cause Phaedra can read somebody up and down, but then how does mm-hmm. she spar against somebody like a Vicky that just like yells and screams at the top of her lungs, whatever she gets upset. So I don't know how this is going to play. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch, but I'll be very curious to see because the standards are different. Like, uh, the expectations of a read, when I see somebody from a certain franchise, they're just different standards, you know? So I don't know. And I don't want to see them just all like get drunk and have a good time. That's boring. Right. I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> no, like I want to see the fighting. I, I wonder, like, that's a great point. Cause it's like, are they just going to have fun? And it's such a short amount of time. Like, I don't know if they're going for a weekend or a week. I'm not quite sure about the timeline. So how much time do these, cause, cause some of these people I've never met, like right. some of these housewives. So I'm like, cause they don't all know each other. Right. So I'm like, right is this going to work or I don't, I don't know. And then like, is Giselle on any of them? Cause I feel like Giselle's a good starter of drama, but I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't see her on any of the lists. So I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see her either. Yeah. They need someone like her. They need someone like to kind of facilitate and create drama, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just, it's a little, and then now with winter house, I'm like, it just feels kind of gimmicky. And I, I love Bravo, but now it's starting to feel like you're just putting these random people together and being like, hook up, yell at each other. It's like, mm-hmm. know, it feels a little, MTV to me, but I don't no, know I totally agree. I told because it, it's like it could be to be really great because to me, seeing somebody like a, a Vicky go toe to toe with an OG from a different franchise sounds mm-hmm. great in theory. It does, but when someone is an OG on their franchise, they're treated a certain way by their other cast members, and they're they you know they their dynamic is a certain way that works for that cast. And then I feel like either when they go toe-to-toe with someone from a different franchise, they're either going to shut down completely and not even do it, you know, because they don't feel comfortable. Or it's just going to become really clicky where it's like, mm. okay, well, I'm going to stand up for the people on my show and we're going to be, you know, like, I don't know. I agree with that. Like with Kenya and Cynthia, I'm like, is Kenya going to like defend Cynthia? Is Cynthia going right. to defend Kenya? I-, I want everyone to kind of be on their own. Like, I wish it was more like Survivor. <laughs> Where it's yes. like everyone's on their own. Like you're on your own. Like you have to kind of defend yourself and and like not be like you like you said making clicks because yes. I think that's just not going to be fun. And I I don't know for me I'm like I don't like when content is created just to fill a channel. And I feel like okay now we have Peacock we got to put something there so let's like kind of force it. And I really hope that the whole season is not going to be about 
you know, white fragility and then them being inappropriate and then Ramona right. being put in her place. Like, we've already done that. Like we did that on right. Roni and, you know, Ebony was like perfect at doing that. Like I was DMing with her and I was like, it's not your job to do this, but you did it. Like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and now with the reunion, like, I mean, you know, with like Roni not happening, the reunion, do you think it has something to do with kind of preserving? Cause a lot of people online were saying it's Ramona and Luann's pers- They want to like kind of preserve them for the all-stars. Like, do you think that's a real thing? What are your thoughts? It sounds like it could be to me because why else would they cancel it? Because why are they canceling a reunion? Like, right? Because everybody, everybody always knows that the reunions are sometimes better than the season. They're like yes. the best parts of the season, and it, yes. that would be the opportunity for Ramona and Luann to be held accountable and for for Bravo to show where they stand on it. But if, like, like you said, if they do that then how are we then supposed to like want to watch them on yet another franchise? And it contradicts where, cause then Bravo would then have employed them on another show. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like they didn't, uh, they didn't complete their contract. Cause there's a lot of people that don't want to do a reunion. Like I'm sure Erica didn't want to do it. There are mm-hmm. housewives that didn't want to do it and they had to show up like Danielle Staub. Like they didn't want to be there, but like right. they showed up and, and they took the lashing and, and like, that's part of the job. And you know, right. I don't know, like, I just thought it was really weird that they were kind of let off the hook. And then Ebony had that amazing dress. I'm like, we didn't mm-hmm. get to see the fashion. And and like with, you know, Beverly Hills, the fashion is so bad. So I was like sad that we don't get like the the Roni fashion. And even if you, if you love Leah or not, like she's going to give you a look, right? So that mm-hmm, would have been fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt I really sad. It really, really upset me when I found out that it was canceled. Because it's like you said, to me, it just showed me like point blank period who they're standing behind. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know? and they did that with Monique as well with the fight. They mm-hmm. kept saying these warning signs. And, and, you know, I talked to Monique about this. I was like, oh, she's like, I felt like she's like, it made it seem like I murdered someone on TV. And then you have Lisa Renna breaking a glass and mm-hmm. like wanting to stab her. Like yep. that seemed a lot more aggressive than what anything that Monique did. So I don't yep. know. I just, yep. Bravo's showing their ass and, you know, Mariah, Nini, these people have all been saying it. And I hate mm-hmm. to say it because both of us, of course, are Bravo like fanatics. We love it. But we right. have to also acknowledge the fact that even in this space of talking about Bravo, where are the people of color, the queer people, the Persian people? Like, they're not a lot of us. Right, like, exactly. You know, it's a lot exactly. of white gay men or white people talking about Bravo. So, like, yep. I, I think it's really important. And then, again, putting the... And this is a question I really wanted to ask you because it's something that I think about a lot. You know, with cr- putting Crystal on Beverly Hills or or putting Tiffany in Dallas or... You know, and I've talked to all of these people and it's like, you can't help but feel tokenized, right? And then you're a monolith. Absolutely for your race like and everyone being like well ebony and bershon are so different well yeah because black women are different like right you know they have right. different needs and desires like so i saw this tweet where why didn't bershon talk about race relations well maybe she doesn't want to do that like that's her prerogative so right. what, do you, what are your thoughts about that the whole monolith oh, thing that Bravo totally. does a lot that yeah. is my biggest problem with them mm-hmm. casting these people of color on these shows because it's yeah. they have to carry this. But like I know for me, like if I'm in a group of a setting where I'm the only brown person in the room, I mm-hmm. want to be able to be as free, as chaotic, as unhinged, as drunk. I want to do all the crazy things that these other yes. housewives get to have the luxury of doing without having to feel this responsibility that I have to not only teach them, but that I have to carry a certain weight of how to present myself. Like, Absolutely. oh, because I am the the lucky chosen one that they chose to be able to show. I think I heard uh, Ebony, she said, uh, a do-good Negro. I don't mm. want to be a do-good Negro. I want to be bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I still want that. it to be okay. I still want it to be okay. And I don't want to be held to a different standard. So I, yeah, I feel for these women when they're in these situations because 
It's not fair. It's not fair. Then, mm-hmm. like, they don't get to go on the show and really be what this is. Description of the show is is when we look for housewives, we look for these women that, you know, on the outside they have these aspirational lives, but the whole point is peeling back the veil and seeing the cracks and showing how they're human. So I'm not these these people that are people of color. They don't get the privilege of showing they're human, the part of them that makes them for me someone that I can relate to. The reason why I watch the housewives, you know, the nuances Absolutely. of these women. They don't get they don't get the privilege of doing that. And that's very unfortunate. No. It's very unfortunate. No, it, you don't get the and, and and I love that you use the word privilege because listen, I love Sonia. You know, I'm, she's a queen. But if if Ebony was doing half the things that Sonia talking about pooping, talking the, uh-huh. the, the, the array of the townhouse, she yep. would be decimated online for embarrassing the black community. Blah, blah 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 blah. So you know, it, it's like there is a privilege in that, and like. Even me being Persian, yes, I'm white passing, but even being Persian and gay, a lot of times there's a lot of people will say things like, like if I, like you said, get drunk at an event or like I had a boss being like, people like you can't act like that. Well, why? Mm. My coworkers who are white are getting drunk, having fun or whatever. Like, why can't I let loose? And, you know, she was like, you just can't. And I think that that privilege, a lot of people don't understand with Bravo because they're like, oh, it's just fun, whatever. Like, but like, even if you look at Below Deck, like the way Lexi's acting, a lot of people online are saying, oh my God, aggressive black woman. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, she's just a bad person. And she's period. acting out because of, period. That's nothing to do with her being black. That's the right. thing. We need to separate the things. Like if, but she's good TV though. Ramona, not a great person, great TV. Like right. you have to separate these things. And this idea, and like, I mean, I've worked in Hollywood for 20 years. This idea that like celebrities or influencers or reality TV stars are good people needs to be chucked. <laughs> like we yes, need to get rid of that. Exactly. Like, oh, absolutely. Not. Absolutely. Yeah, let's not do that. I totally agree. And for you, even like with your name, it's like, I remember mm-hmm. like, so my last name is African and my mom mm-hmm. specifically did not give me an African first name because she didn't want me to have to deal with like even the racism that comes with just your name in general. Yes. It like does. even if you're like are a white passing person, your name is not white passing. So have you, have you dealt with that where someone will like see your name as opposed to like how you actually look or have you felt ever felt shame around your name or that you, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know me growing up, I hated my last name because it was so non-American. Oh yeah. No, I thought, I mean, I grew up in Orange County. I was, you know, one of maybe five people of color in the school. I mean, every, and it, when 9-11 happened, you know, I was all of a sudden Amir the Muslim. Like, and before that, yep. nobody knew anything about my religion, nor they did they care. But it was right. just so funny. And like, you know, my dad's name is Jafar. My mom wears a headscarf. They have accents. Like people would come to our house and be like, this is not what I expected your parents to look like. And I'm like, my name's Amir Hassan Yassai. It's pretty <laughs> foreign. Like, it's right. pretty foreign, right? And like, even now, you know, I've changed my name to Amir Yas, but like a lot of people still go, oh my God, like, where are you really from? You don't have an accent. Right. I've heard people say, your English is so good. I'm like, uh, oh God. Well, I was born here. So that's why my English is good. Right. Oh <laughs> it's, God, it's crazy. Those microaggressions, you know, and, and even know. like, you know, I was talking to some of the people on Shaw's and they were like, even with that show, like it's been on for so many seasons and like a lot of the, fo- like they don't have more than a million followers. Like a lot of them, like they've been on the show. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's just so clear that like there is these microaggressions and there is racism that, that just exists in just Bravo. And, and I know a lot of people are like, well, it's just reality TV, but reality TV is really, it, it echoes like what's happening in the world. So it's really, really important. And I think that you know, moments when we do talk about this stuff. And I, I have a lot of friends who are like, I don't want to talk about the, you know, the race stuff anymore. And I'm like, well, how about your white counterparts don't keep acting stupid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't have to address it. Like when you say things like, like I was at a dinner party yesterday and someone's mom was like, 
oh, I'm scared of Muslims. Well, do you want me to keep my oh mouth my shut? Like, I got to say something. Like, I have got right. to say something. There, there was someone from house, from Dallas, I'm not going to say who, who DM'd me and said, Muslims are so scary, but I love your content. Not a compliment. Oh, my gosh. Not a compliment. Oh, my you know, God. That's, wow. Yeah. And then to do, then they, the, the, ner- the nerve to mm-hmm. DM you that. Why are you then feel comfortable with that? Oh, absolutely. That's that's what it is for me. It's the is the comfort. It's like yes. the nerve that they, they just flippantly say. But I want to point out also, I read an article was talking about like, let's not even call them microaggressions anymore, because at yes. this point, at the, where we are in the movement, it's a macroaggression. It's not yes, a it secret is. anymore. It's not nuanced. It's very clear mm-hmm. on what is appropriate and what is it. So to even Amen. call it micro makes it seem like it's like subtle. But it's like, no, well, it's very, you, for, people need to know that this is an obvious thing that we have all agreed across the board that is racist. You know what I mean? I, listen, I echo that 100%. And I, I have actually been saying that because I posted something with um, Little Nas X getting interviewed by um, at the VMAs. And there was this kind of microaggression. Of, it was a homophobic microaggression about what he was wearing. And she was like, well, I would never wear that, whatever. And when I posted it, a lot of people were like, no, this is not homophobia. You're reaching. I'm like, homophobia racism mm. is generally not like the f word the n word people are a little bit more like culturally sensitive like they know they can be racist without fully going there like it doesn't always right. mean like i hate gay people like it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's a more subtle thing and i think a lot of and i i get this a lot from my friends who are white men especially white cisgendered men who are like i mean you guys are sensitive about everything and i'm like that's not true it's just we're Mm-mm. actually able to speak up about it now that's the difference right that's the difference just, that's a huge difference. And even with Ebony, like people were like, all she does is get on that soapbox. And I'm like, she's not getting on the soapbox out of nowhere. She's reacting to what people, Ramona, Luann are saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, that's crazy. Absolutely. It's just, it's so funny. Even when you roll back the tape, it's crazy to me that people don't see it. I'm like, what tape are you watching? Like, I, it's just right. insane. Yeah. Exactly. It's like nobody, like, I don't know any black friend that wants to do that that no. wants to sit there and tell someone, oh, you're being racist. Like you think that I want to, if I'm going out and getting cocktails with you, I'm having a party. You think that's what I want to do? No, we like, don't that. This blows <laughs> in my mind that they think that she's choosing that. Like, of course no. she would rather sit in a group of open-minded people that are aware of what's going on in the world right now. That would be her preference and have Absolutely. intelligent conversations, not dealing with an idiot. Exactly. And you saw that with her, with her friends at the Black Sabbath that were like, uh, they were shocked. Like that's a real reaction. But everybody knows that she can't just be shocked and say nothing. She like, she understands the assignment. She has to speak exactly. up. Like, so it, it, it just, it's so funny to me because people keep, I get a lot of these DMs. All you do is complain, like just accept what you have. You're verified, get over it. And I'm like, what? Oh, like I can still complain no matter what we have. Like, so it's it just, it's crazy, but I'm happy that we were able to talk about that. Cause that was, I, I love that totally. you know, you're taking up space as I am in a space that generally is not made for us, which I think is, is yes. pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, likewise. And I love the Black... This is what I liked about the Black Shabbat is that it really showed that Ramona is a xenophobic, like, Mm -hmm. across the board. I Like, I was Mm -hmm. so grateful for that. It's like, just so y'all can see how fucked up this woman really is. It's not just about Black people. It's anybody Mm -hmm. different from her. Mm -hmm. And that's the powerful thing. I I appreciated the Black Shabbat. So it's like, it actually brought us all together as the oppressed. Like, let's all get on the same side here. It's not Black against White. It's all of us against people like Ramona. (laughs) <laughs> well said <laughs> i absolutely agree and i think that this idea that race is just black or white is also very and even within the black community within the persian community within the gay community there's so many different variations to what makes you black or asian or gay i mean people don't understand that and i think that 
that's what's really important. There's colorism in the black community. There's so many like levels. I'm like, just read a book, please. That's all I ask. Right. Read Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I love, you know, I love that topic and I, I'm happy that we're addressing it. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, I, I want to ask you um, a, a kind of more lighter question, but if you were going to go on a deserted island um, with two housewives, uh, who are you taking and why? I'd love to know. Mm. Okay, so I'm taking Nimi because I will never stop laughing. And I know that for a fact, because I have never watched an episode of Atlanta where there's not at least one scene that Nini is in where I'm not laughing my, into my stomach. It's like, <laughs> she makes me laugh. So, and I think it's because I just get her, you know, certain people's sense of humor, it just resonates more with me. Like I grew up in yes. Georgia, so I just get her sense of humor, like her isms and her phrases and the way she speaks. Like, you know how people are all like saying like, uh, you know, her little scene, oh, not the white refrigerator. And now oh, the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the... That's like in now on TikTok. That scene is from like, what, 10 years ago? It's crazy. People like don't know and, about these scenes. Like they, they get, and even waking up in the morning when I posted that, nobody knew what it was. And I it, know, like, it's crazy. People went crazy. It's so funny. It's old Bravo is like genius. It's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. So she, yeah, she would be a number one. Cause I'm like, okay, I know that yeah. I will be entertained. Yes. And then I would probably say, Heather, because the bitch is rich and she seems like she's like very organized. Like she seems like if you're going to go on a, on an island, she's going to have all the first aid kit. She's going to have all of the beverages, everything that you need. Like she's married to a plastic surgeon. Like you're just going to be good to go. Like you're not going to be like camping. You're going to be glamping with her. So I feel like I would have the best chance at like having everything I need on that island with Heather. Agreed. And then I'll be entertained with Nini. Not, I, that's such a good answer. And Heather Dubrow, not not Heather from Salt Lake. Heather Dubrow. No, 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 no. We don't want Heather Gay, who knew that the business was unsavory Thank and you. loves criminals. Oh, Heather, honey, what's going on, Heather? I, somebody I, is a good friend because y'all know the same rap songs. Like, come on, come on. Can we have oh, a better standard of a friend? That's not a real friend. And I, she was <laughs> going to come on the podcast, and she said they won't let her because her mouth's too big. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Heather, so Heather Dubrow, so I, I grew up in Orange County and I ran into her with her kids at like a kiosk in Newport Beach and she laid out these toys and, and put two for each kid and said, convince me which one you should get. And I was like, this is so, whoa, this is like, oh, this wow. is some mommy training. I don't know. It was, it was great. Right? I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. It was some mommy hey, I'm training. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I, I was like, this is good. I mean, she's not spoiling them. She could have bought them five toys. So I was oh, impressed yeah. that she did that. Yeah. And she had a nice little Birkin and like a nice alligator, you know, $50,000 Birkin. And she could have bought him the whole kiosk. But I love that she had some standards and didn't do that. Didn't spoil yes. the kids. I love that. I love that. Definitely. Um, I, so 
Are you watching Winter House? I can't even say it without laughing. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm, okay. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'll, how much I'll get through, but I'm going to attempt it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, the only thing I'm excited about is I want to see if, if Craig and Paige really have a spark. It's kind of all I really care about. Yeah. And I like Sierra. Like I want to see her like in, something, oh, in a her. situation other than like being dealing with Luke and his bullshit. Cause I felt like he oh, like he dra- dragged her down last season and people yes, were did. like coming after her. Cause they were like, they didn't understand why she was so pissed at Luke, which I clearly got it. It's like, dude, I don't want to fuck you. So why are you mad about it? You're mad because I don't, no. I don't want you. He's the definition that's of a fuck that's, boy. Literally, and she he literally got mad at her because she rejected him. He's disgusting. And he uh, he just unfollowed me last week. I was like, all right. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> him. And all the people that like Luke, they just like him because they want to fuck him. Of course. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm all for, if you want to fuck someone you don't like, that's fine. I fuck people I don't respect or like. Right, but right. the fact <laughs> of the matter is, to stand behind him is a no for me. Is a no yes, for me. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. That is so funny. I mean, I'll probably watch it. I mean, I always say this kind of like these declarative statements. Like, I'm never going to. And then I'd start watching it. Like, I always say I'm not going to watch Million Dollar Listing. And then I always watch it. I'm like, why am I watching this? It just makes me feel poor. Yeah. Bravo's like that, though. Like, you just end up like, if if it sucks, I won't watch all of it. But I I try to give stuff like one or two episodes because, you know, I hate when there's like a day like right now, there's nothing airing on Tuesday nights. Or Monday, right. well, well, I guess right. on Monday, but yeah, because you know we had uh, what was on a yeah below deck, and then we had what just ended on Tuesday, uh, Roni. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now on Tuesday nights, I'm like, what do I? There's no Housewives, so then you know if 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 Winter House just happened to be on, I'll just check it out just because I need something yeah. to watch. Yeah, I got I got I gotta watch something. But oh my god, I wanted to ask you about this too. I totally forgot Roni's little special they did. Um, was it as cringe for you as it was for me? The questions and the multiple choice. What's going on? Like, did you vibe with that? What was happening? I didn't I was see so that. What? You didn't see? It was so cringe. It was like, it was like basically the episode and then it would ask you multiple choice questions about what's going to happen next. It was so cringy. Oh my and then God. The, you have to watch it. I need to, you need to DM me and tell me what you think. Because then at the commercial break, it'd be like, not coming back. I'm like, wait, what? Like, it was like, it was, it felt like a, like a spoof on itself i was like what's happening it's really weird bizarre. yeah they were trying so way it was too like, hard it was it was, the, it was a show and then a question and answer for like the, the them watching the show or for the viewers no it was for us to answer like so basically they, what they would do is it was like never before seen clips like together and then they would like it would be like oh is ramona gonna like yell at sonia or is ramona gonna yell at luann and it would like pause uh, the scene and then you would have to answer it was just so cringe like weird. the way it, it was just like did anyone watch this? Like, I was shocked. I was like, nobody made fun of it. I was like, did anybody see this? It's really funny. Yeah, anyway. I missed that one for sure. And I'm, I'm actually glad so I missed it the way it sounds. It was bad. It was really, really cringe. Um, But yeah, just to wrap up, I wanted to ask you what your advice is. to Because I get this DM a lot about people that are like, I love Bravo. I want to start a podcast. I want to like talk about it. Like, what's your advice? Because for me, it was just like, I kind of accidentally fell into it. I just kind of just started talking about it and then it just I was like oh I'm I I guess other people love Bravo as well like so what's your advice to people who want to kind of start getting into Bravo stuff um I would say first have like very low expectations because some people get into this space and they just like take off and then some people get Mm -hmm. into it and they have like 5,000 followers for three years and it doesn't grow at all so I would say like let it be something that you just like in literally like you have to genuinely enjoy doing it because it's right. going, it's the, it'll be fun in the first six months. And then after that, the consistency is going to, it's going to be a job. 
Yes. Like putting out your con, you know, putting out your content regularly, mm-hmm. promoting your content, scheduling guests and things like that. So I would say just make it something that you enjoy doing. Like, and you need to enjoy the process, every stage of the process. Cause I fight with that all the time. Cause I don't enjoy every stage of the process of my content, the, what I do. Like I enjoy the interaction with my, my followers. I love that aspect of it. But as far as like a lot of the behind the scenes, like the editing and all that stuff, like I'm like, Oh, I could do without, I could really do without, you know? So That's I would say just answer. like, you know, just enjoy it and really love it. And cause, cause I, I think the thing that makes it work for a lot of people is that they have like other jobs that they do that they hate. Like it'll be like, Oh, they sell, they work in medical sales or they're, you know, they're a teacher and they just get, they just are drained by their job. So then the Bravo is like a nice relief for them to do that. So I would say make it like that. Something that you really just enjoy the process. Well said. I mean, I, that's a great answer. Cause I think a lot of people are like, they want to do it like for a week and they're like, it should take off. Like I've posted like, for the last month, a video every day on TikTok covering entertainment news. It's exhausting. It's a job. It's like, you have to like mm-hmm. find the content. And then if you miss say someone's name, people are going to come for you. Like, so, and even with your captions, like I noticed your captions are like eloquent and I do social media. So I was like reading, I was like, these are so pristine. So like, I know getting, getting Thank that you. to flow so well and to, to be like, you know, so thoughtful, like that stuff takes a lot of work and people don't really give it a lot of credit. So I'm happy you said that. I, I really appreciate it. Totally. That. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. You you totally get it. And it's and another one of those things too is like when we were saying like divorce yourself and the expectations because you might have a, and you know this you have a video that you just think it's gonna be such a good video everyone's gonna love it and you get like a couple thousand views and then you'll get another do another video that you didn't think anything of it and then it goes viral. Exactly. You know. So, Absolutely. So you just never Absolutely. know what people are gonna connect to. You never know. I, I posted waking up in the morning in January 20, like it, January 20th, because like Trump was leaving office. It wasn't even supposed to take off. March 2020, all of a sudden my phone's blowing up and then it became this huge thing. So you don't really know. That was two months later. So you don't wow. really know when people are going to connect to things. So post it. If you love it, other people are going to love it. That's kind of how I've always yes. done my content. It makes me laugh. Like I'll rewatch stuff and I'm like, that's funny. Obviously, like yes. I'm, I'm not like sitting there looking at my own content all day. I'm not crazy, but there are videos where I'm like, that was funny, and it like landed. And even if people don't like it, I like what I posted. So that's very important. I agree. With totally, that. and different things because I remember like your the I remember following you when I saw your when you were doing your like experience with different celebrities as a as a PR. Oh, and yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> that is what that hooked me because like I was like, oh, this is juicy. Yes, give me the juicy tea. <laughs> You know, and then <laughs> other people might tea. follow you for something else. Exactly. I, and there's always multifacets to a personality. Like, you know, people will follow you because you're, you're gay or, or like Persian or they'll find other things that they really, yeah. or they like the tea or, you know, and they know I'll spill the tea and I'm not scared of lawsuits and all that. So they, they know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I, I could talk to you all day. Um, we have to get, you know, I know you're in LA, I think. So we got to get a drink sometime. Yes, that'll be nice. definitely. Yes, talk, for sure. Talk off, you know, offline, we can get even more messy. So it'll be nice. Um, yes. Tell us where people can follow you. Tell us, you know, your personal account as well as your Patreon so everybody can kind of keep in touch. Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Breakdown. I'm also at Sasha Morfall if you want to keep up with me, with my acting. Because I'm an actress. I post all the acting gigs that I have going on over there. And then you can subscribe to my Patreon at the Bravo Breakdown. So if you are on my Instagram, you see my short little, like, three minute videos, the long form version of those videos are available on my Patreon. Those are about like 25 minutes long. And so it's like a full episode every week covering the shows, giving my hot takes, my point of view. One of my followers described it as like a weekly speech. I was like, Oh, a speech. Okay. Yeah. So I get my Bravo speech over on Patreon. 
I love that. Whoever said that, you need to patent that. I love it with the lighting and your standing. I, I can see that. I can see the Bravo right? speech. Right? It's like a that. speech. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. But I'm not going to let you leave without um, gassing you up a little bit because you said actors, honey. But no, Amazon show, Underground Railroad. She's in Rise. Like she's not just a, like an actress, like an extra, honey. She's in it. I wanted to give you your full flowers before I let you go. I appreciate this. Yes, you guys can watch the Underground Railroad on Amazon Prime. I'm in episode one and two. And we shot that uh, in Savannah, Georgia. So it's very, very close to like the actual historic storyline about the slavery. Like everything is very, very real. It's nominated for several Emmys. So you guys check that out on Amazon Prime. I love it. And thanks again for being here. And you're always welcome to come back. Um, we loved having you. So everyone go follow Thank Sasha. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much. And I love that we got deep. We talked about health. We also talked about race, which is so important. So thank you for being yes. here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.